Welcome to Self-Improved. This is the shortest episode yet because I made up a little pregame speech for a team I helped coach. Did some fitness testing with them, did a little psychology stuff with them. And anyways, I got a bond with them now. So I like to help them out, motivate them. They're on a bit of a losing streak. Enjoy this speech. I thought I'd throw it on here because why not? Take care. Fellas, 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 I am so glad to be talking to you again. It has been a minute, and I miss going up north to Elliott Lake, but even if this is digital and pre-recorded, I want you to mentally prepare, and we're going to be going deep psychologically. So I'm not about wasting time. Let's just cut right to the chase. Focus, it's one of the most valuable things we have. People out there are paid millions. And companies are paid billions to take your focus away. Protect that shit, fellas. Be very particular with where you direct your focus. What we think about, we focus on. This does not go the other way around. So buckle up with this one. Take in every word here because it's going to be dense. Where you direct your focus creates habits. Your self-image and your habits reflect one another. You know, some of your self-images in this room are not where they should be. Start with successful habits and that will change. So, For example, a person that habitually makes a lot of money, they have a self-image of a high-income earner. Just like someone who believes they will be a high-income earner, one day they'll jump on opportunities to do so and create habits to do so. So that's why they relate to one another. This is referred to as the Bader-Meyhoff phenomenon. You will see opportunities pop up when you think about them. Now remember, what you think about, you focus on. That's the takeaway. Author Maxwell Maltz, he calls this the self-image ceiling. That ceiling will move up and down throughout your life, but nobody can break through it. They can only move it higher and lower. So for example, let's take the janitor. God bless janitors and all they do. Okay, nothing wrong with being a janitor. They may have come from the projects or the hood, and they believed that getting out of the hood was success, that that was hitting their highest potential. In this case, being a janitor is exactly what they're capable of doing. They had set their self-image ceiling X height high. At some point, astronauts believed they could do it, otherwise they wouldn't have. They set their self-image ceiling to a certain height. Not saying each one is higher or lower than the other, it's all relative, but they set a self-image ceiling, that's the point. Now I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, Zev, I could believe I'll be president of Egypt until the cows come home, but it's not going to happen. Yes, correct. Just because you believe something does not mean it's guaranteed. However, I would argue y'all would not be sitting here in this room if you didn't believe you could be great. Saying you believe something versus feeling it are completely different. Now, first, an astronaut, let's go back to the astronauts. So first, an astronaut might have only believed they could study for the exam, but not pass it. Then after, then after uh, studying, they believed they could pass it. Then only after studying their physical tests, they believed they could practice the physical test. And after practicing the test, then they, could, they believed they could pass it. This cycle continues until one day they must go to space. And, you know, belief, it's this cyclical, acutely progressive thing, meaning you muster up 
your self-esteem higher and higher as you go. You will not get to the peak of the mountain if you twist your ankle because you had your sights set on the peak instead of the next step in front of you. You understand? So for the astronaut, it might have been one minute before takeoff when the astronaut genuinely believed they could do it. But it's the law of life. You will not do anything you do not think you're capable of doing. The astronaut, not capable, would turn around a foot from the door and stop himself from getting on. Key word there, stop himself. It's you versus you, fellas. To think you're against anyone else is a fallacy. Our inner world, the world in our heads consisting of perceptions, beliefs, stories based on our senses, creates a rippling effect in our outer world, the world we can actually apply our senses to. So by working on how you perceive, believe, and narrate your season, it will change how you sense the season. Hopefully, your positive inner world creates a positive outer world, aka a positive season. (laughs) This becomes a feedback loop. We gather more intel on the tangible outer world, and we use that intelligence to create our inner world, which then projects itself back onto the canvas of your outer world, life which we call reality. Now, let's segue to failure. Failing is good. And I was talking to, do you guys remember Connor Dubois by any chance? I don't think he plays with y'all, but uh, I was talking about failure with Connor. and He couldn't overcome it, and he was, he was holding on to it. And I just wanted to talk about how failing is good. Yes, I said it. This is not just another cliche on failure, by the way. Allow me to explain. Failing is inevitable. So when we do it, we've gotten the inevitable out of the way. Meaning we've moved closer to our desires. I'm going to draw this out for you. So think of the timeline to success as this, what I just drew right here. At the very right side, the end of the timeline, that's celebration, that's victory, that's your desires. Here we have the start. People think when you fail, you go backwards. <laughs> that's actually false. When we fail, we move closer to our desires towards the celebration. This sounds counterintuitive, but think about it. The people that haven't even failed, they haven't even started yet. They haven't even taken the first step. The fact that you failed meant you took a first step. That is farther along than those that haven't. So you should actually, you should be happy a failure has happened because it means that lesson has adjourned. It's gone. You've you've learned the lesson, it's gone. You're a new man because of it. This applies no matter how big or how small the lesson. Okay? No matter how big or how small. It could be a catastrophic, life-altering event that you learned. And it could literally be as simple as knocking over a cup because you didn't put it away. Like like that is, but you are a new person after that lesson has adjourned. So you might be thinking, Zev, what if it's the last time I'll ever get that moment or chance again? Well, my message to you, first off, my sympathies. I'm, I'm sorry that you're grieving the loss of a past hypothetical potential outcome. That really only existed in your head. It wasn't reality. But I'm sorry you're grieving that. Because it is grief. Now, let's move on from the grief. Because you've gotten to lean into it. One, you will get another chance this season or in your career to redeem yourself. So prepare for that. Because it's good. you're going to get another shot. Prepare for it. Now, two, if it's truly the last time you'll have that chance or moment. Then you must serve others who have a chance to fill your shoes. Okay, mentor. 
lead those who will get that same chance as you one day. Be a fucking teammate to that person who will get that chance. Inexperience is not a fault or malice. Self-deprecation is. But uh, anyways, fellas, there is way more where that came from. And I'll save that for future talks. So I'll let you process this stuff. Anyways, here's the takeaway. It's time for y'all to sharpen your fucking self-image. You do that with your habits and routine. If you habitually fuel your body right and sleep eight hours, you'll create a self-image of a well-prepped, bulletproof player. So here are two tools like V to create those habits. One, tie them to pre-existing habits. For example, I tie my Spanish lessons to when I eat since I have a habit of using YouTube when I eat. Boom. Tie your new habit to a pre-existing one. Tool number two, change your goddamn environment, fellas. I put a foam roller on the floor of my bedroom so I don't have to go walking around my house looking for it. I eliminated that barrier slash decision by completely cutting it out and putting that foam roller on the ground. Make one decision to eliminate hundreds of future decisions. And we call that a system, but that's for another day. I hope that helps. Fellas, crush it. I absolutely believe in you. And you can watch this a second time on my YouTube channel, Zev Sport Performance, if you ever need to pick me up or you ever need some of this stuff reiterated. I wish you all the best. You guys are like family to me now. I I absolutely love you. Go crush it. Good luck. I'm here with you. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I don't know if that's a different side of me. I think that sounds like the way I usually talk. It's It's a little more hardcore than what my podcasts usually are. But without further ado, have a great weekend. Happy Friday. Shabbat Shalom for all my Yahudim listening. And I wish you the best. I love you. Bye.